Hey folks, welcome to the Baseball Rewind. We bring you baseball facts, stories, and sprinkle in game highlights and interviews about the highlighted player. January 30th, 1930, Sandy Omaros is born in Montanez, Cuba. I hope I said that right. At 20, he made his 1950 debut in the Central American and Caribbean Games. Amaros led Cuba to a gold medal, hitting six home runs in just seven games. He then turned to America to turn pro, playing his first game uh, with the New York Cubans in the Negro Leagues in 1950, and then during, he played in the DR during the summer of 1951. And he's going to finally make his debut for the Brooklyn Dodgers on August 22, 1952. Amos was a good hitter with a keen eye. Um, he wasn't quite regular, but he did play in over 100 games in 1955 through 1957. And he posted an impressive 902 OPS in 1956. Uh, he had his career high in home runs in 1956 with 16. And from 54 to 57 in Brooklyn, he had some really nice splits, including a very high 369 on base percentage. It wasn't as valued uh, as much then as it is now, but his OPS was really good. Um, LA wasn't as kind to Sandy, um, so when the Dodgers went out there, he would eventually be released. Now you might notice the mic is a little different here because I am recording on the road and I wanted to re-record this podcast which I had already um, recorded a few days early before I left because I'm in New Orleans and I met this guy um, at a parade the other night and we started talking about um, the Brooklyn Dodgers and he actually went to his very first game at Ebbets Field. It was such a thrill to be able to talk to him and to share um, this podcast that I do uh, here for for the Baseball Daily Rewind and the stories that we're able to tell and share. Um, and then I had to track him down afterwards to find out uh, who he was and to share um, to share some of my Brooklyn Dodgers recordings with him. So I just thought it was really cool to add that in because this is the moment that Amaros is really known for. Um, his defining moment was in um, Game 7 of the World Series, 1955. Uh, he was put in in the sixth inning as a defensive replacement. Um, and Amaros was a left-handed um, left outfielder, which made all the difference in the world. Um, the Dodgers had never won a World Series. Um, it's, it's, they tied three games each in Yankee Stadium. They're up two zip uh, in the bottom of the sixth inning. Amaros uh, comes in, and, and he replaces Jim Gilliam. Uh, Gilliam uh, went to second base to replace Don Zimmer. Um, and then the first two batters in the inning reached base. Um, so Billy Martin and Gil McDougal are on first and second, and Yogi Berra's up. Now Berra, who was notorious for swinging at pitches outside the strike zone, hit an opposite field shot um, towards the left field corner. It looked to be a sure double. But the Brooklyn outfield had shifted a little bit, and Amaros seemingly came out of nowhere, um, extended his right hand to catch the ball, um, and immediately skidded to halt, avoiding crashing into the fence um, near Yankee Stadium's who's only whose left field was only uh, 301 down the line, by the way. So he then spins, throw, he hits his um, cutoff man, Pee Wee Reese, um, who then threw to first baseman Gil Hodges, doubling off McDougal. Hank Bauer grounds out to end the inning, and the Dodgers are able to preserve their two zip lead and actually win the game um, in their first and only World Series in Brooklyn Dodgers history. Now, according to Johnny Padres, who was the winning pitcher, um, he would say, as great as a catch as Amaros made, it was really his relay to Pee Wee Reese to double up McDougal that was even better. And when a reporter after the game asked Amaros if he thought he would make the catch, he said, 
I don't know. I just run like hell. So here's the call um, that for when Amros made his amazing catch off of Yogi Berra. And then there's a little bit, a little piece after that with um, Sandy in the dugout afterwards with an interview. I hope you enjoy it. You can listen to the entire 1955 World Series. Folks, before we jump into today's highlights, I just have to ask you, do you want to put 50 years of baseball history in your pocket? I know what you're thinking, it's not going to fit, but it really will because it's all in audio format. These are lost pieces of baseball history told to you from baseball cathedrals. They're, They're told to you by icons of the game from Red Barber, Ernie Howell, to Harry Carey. I get goosebumps personally listening to these games and even thinking about the interviews and what these players are going to share with me. I know what you're thinking. Is this AI? Are there bots? Is there some magic potion here that are making these things appear? And I'm telling you, they're not. These games are real. They were done by real people at that specific moment in time. All the iconic moments, the interviews, none of it's reproduced, none of it's AI. It's all real, but done again by real people. If you want to check them out, uh, there's a free intro offer. Jump on over to VintageBaseballReflections.com. And there's over 2,500 audio clips and games for you to put in your pocket, take on walks with you, hang around the fireplace and listen, put them on the porch, invite some friends over. However you want to listen, you're going to be able to listen in these amazing moments in baseball history. Use this coupon this day. For a special gift at the checkout. When the Brooklyn Dodgers win their only championship in the history of the franchise before moving out west just a couple years later. You can find that over at uh, VintageBaseballReflections.com. Here's that radio call for you. The outfield for the Dodgers straight away. And here's the pitch by Padres. A let up curve that's punted along the third baseline. Padres coming over. Makes the throw to first. Too late. Martin with a beautiful bunt along the third baseline. He's in uh, at second with McDougal beating out his bunt and going to first. Martin, who walked, moves to second. McDougal beats out a bunt and is on at first, and the Yankees have two men on. And that is the fifth hit off Johnny Padres. So Gil McDougal today has two hits and three times at bat. And here is Yogi Berra. Yogi with a double in two times up. Hit a fly ball in center field in the fourth inning. And when Duke Snyder and Junior Gilliam got their signals crossed, it dropped in there for a double. He flied out to center field in the second inning. And Pee Wee Reese comes in to talk to his pitcher, Johnny Padres. Talk about excitement? Well, we got it here today because this is the big game of the World Series. This is the one who decides... Which team is going to be the world champion? Billy Martin strolls away from second. On at first is Gil McDougal. Right side of the infield is back. Gil Hodges moving in looking for a bunt. And here's a pitch to Barra. The curveball outside. Ball one. Yogi Barra following the course of that ball very carefully. Looks down to Frankie Corsetti coaching at third. The outfield's around the right. Duke Snyder in right center. Carl Fellow deep in right field. Hodges playing even with first. 
and playing in front of the runner. The pitch is swung on, a fly ball hit in the left field. Junior Gilliam, who's pulled around, going hard, heading way over near the foul line. He reaches up, and he's got the ball. And a throw to first. And they have Gil McDougal double. So Yogi Berra hit a fly ball in the corner in left field. And Sandy Amaris, who had taken over for Junior Gilliam, came pounding over right near the line, grabbed the ball, and fired it back to first. And the relay was in time to get Gil McDougal at first base. The relay man was Pee Wee Reese. So it goes 7-6-3. And there's two out, and Billy Martin's on at second, and the Dodgers are protecting their two-run lead. Benny! Hey, everybody happy in uh, Havana? Havana? I, uh, how long everybody happy? Everybody's happy. Uh, Sandy Amorose. Oh, hey, thanks for coming up here, Sandy Amorose. And, and, oh, wait a minute, i got to get Uncle John. Hey, have a nice day. 